You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host Big Dave at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. You can follow us at Locked On Bulls. Shoot us a text or leave us a voicemail at 331-979-1369. We're doing voicemails today to bring you all into the weekend, so get ready for that. Today's episode of Locked On Bulls is brought to you in part by McDonald's. Proudly serving community since 1965. That's a long time. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. So a big thank you to our friends, McDonald's, for always being there. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I am loving it. (laughs) Big Dave, how are you, my my friend? You ready to do some voicemails to bring our listeners into the weekend? Matt, you know I love talking to the people. It is my thing. I live for it. Yes, let's do this stuff. I'm ready. Let's hit it. Let's get it. Let's kick it off. And where else to start other than the 312? Because that's where we are. Hello, Big Dave. Hello, Matt. Um, This is my third time today trying to leave a message. Uh, my first two times, I completely effed up. Um, but like Aaliyah once said quite a bit a uh, long time ago, uh, at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. So here I am. Uh, guys, uh, I just wanted to share with you uh, these thoughts. Um, first, uh, I just want to give you guys uh, appreciation right now. Because I thought the other day, like, wow, you know, things are going real good right now for our team. And and a long grind since we had this kind of high as, as Bulls fans and for you guys as, you know, Bulls media members. Um, and uh, over these times before this season, you know, as fans, myself, and I'm sure a lot of others, you know, just walked away for a while and gave the Bulls a break for our own, like, mental health and well and well-being because, I mean, who realistically wants to beat themselves up by watching, you know, trash, you know, week in and week out? And the reason why I want to give you guys appreciation right now is because you guys remained professional to the job and and for the love of it through all those dark times. And I'm glad you guys are able to do what you do now in a good time. Uh, Lastly, Big Dave, I want to give you an extra big shout out for promoting hip hop culture uh, while, while having it infused with the Bulls. I see you showing those CD covers at the beginning of the episode. And when you drop that Jay-Z, I'm feeling it reference, the other episode uh, this week, I think when you were with John Sabine, dude, that was lovely, man. Like, I felt that all in my heartstrings, man. And I'll, I, and I'll leave on this. Man, all these doubters out here, man, who were, you know, hating on the Bulls, they did not have any reasonable doubt. And Big Dave, I know uh, you feel what I just said right yeah, there. Okay. All, All right, you. man. Uh, <laughs> Bulls Nation, stay up. Big Dave, Matt, stay up. Take care, guys. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for checking in. Thanks for the call. Uh, so let me say this. If you're calling our voicemail three or four times a day, respect to you. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to tell you how to live your life, but respect to you. Um, Big Dave, th- I feel like this is not the first person to come to us and tell you that they appreciate your little intro episode intro of the episode ritual that you have built up for yourself now where you're just flashing yeah. different out al- album artwork into your into your webcam at the beginning of the show 
Yeah, yeah. I, first of all, thank you. And I appreciate that. And also, I like the fact that we can tell that you're doing it from your car because you can hear your turn signal going. The loudest the turn signal awesome. I've ever heard. <laughs> that brother is awesome. So that means you actually either pulled over or you just stopped in your car just to give us that voicemail. So however you did it, thank you. But um, yeah, no, you're right, Matt. He's, he's not the first one uh, to say something to me about the album covers. And I'm really appreciative that people see it. Uh, I just wanted one person to see. That's how I always think. If one person sees it, then I did my job. But the fact most people are seeing it is cool. Um, I have a lot of music. <laughs> I have a ton. Uh, hip-hop is definitely the foundation, but I listen to everything. So that's why you'll see me hold up The Cure. And that's why you'll see me hold up U2. And that's why you see me hold up Portishead, along with Jay-Z, along with Jill Scott, along with Derek Badu. Uh, along with the alcoholics, along, you know, with whoever. And here's the funny part. I'm not even halfway through my first booklet. <laughs> I got two huge books of just CDs. And then I got like a CD tower. I'm not even halfway through this, this, uh, fir- this first booklet. So yeah, I got, I got plenty more to show you and I hope you all see it. And I'm glad you all see it, but thank you. And, and shout out to you for catching the Jay-Z reference. And everything I caught yours with the reasonable doubt. Let me, uh, Matt Jay Z's first album, Matt was called Reasonable Doubt, and that's what he was throwing that in there for. So that's why I was ca- catching that right there because I, I referenced Jay Z's first album, feeling it is on his first album, so that's why he threw in Reasonable Doubt. So that's pretty cool. So good job on that, but yeah, thanks for catching all that, man, and enjoying it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad people are loving it, and I'm gonna keep doing it. And uh, you know, to his other point about Bulls fans who may have walked away for a while. No fault. Like, I don't blame you. Uh, you know, Big Dave and I didn't really have a choice in the in the matter. But, you know, you, Dave, have said it before, and, and I agree with you. Like, it, it doesn't matter whether this team is winning six titles in eight years or we're suffering through the Tyson Chandler, Eddie Curry years or mm-hmm. it's, you know, D. Rose and Taj and Joe and we're back in mm-hmm. it. And then, you know, the, the peaks and valleys, we're always tuning in and we're watching this team every night because that's yeah. that's that's our live, you know, True. like that's that's what we do. But to any Bulls fans who were so disappointed in where the team was and where it looked to be headed over the last five years after the Jimmy trade, you know, mm-hmm. do you. And no one's going to call you a bandwagon fan if you were so disappointed in what the team was showing us on a nightly basis that you said, you know what, this team's not worth my time. And until they prove to me that they are worth my time by making some smarter decisions and mm-hmm. showing me some respectable basketball, I'm good. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Like, it, it's no, we don't fault anybody for saying this is too much. I want to leave. I equated to the Bears. I almost walked away from the Bears this offseason. Like, I told Matt, I, I really almost walked away. I really was considering it until they got Justin Fields. That was like a marriage proposal to me. I was like, I'm tired of dating. You need to marry me. And they said, okay, we'll marry you. And now, and now they're botching, now they're botching the engagement, but that's, that's a whole nother topic. But um, yeah, man, the bulls are just, you know, part of our lives, man. It's what it is, bro. Like we roll with the Chicago bulls through the good and the bad. And I'm just happy that we, you guys saw us during the bad and know that we are really, really, really love this team and we ride with this team. And you all saw it because we were here during, you know, the the Wayne Selden and the Walter Lemons and the two Samsons. The, the double Samsons, baby. You know I what I'm we, saying? We, I think we should always just for now on refer to that era as the double Samson era. Double Samson era. <laughs> Y'all were here with us during the double Samson era. Okay. Y'all, we were riding and we were still representing the, this team because we love them. So, yeah. So that's why it feels so good to actually speak glowingly about this team because we couldn't wait to do it. (laughs) We couldn't wait to speak glowingly about this team. So it feels good that we're able to now. Absolutely. Uh, And and appreciate you checking in. All right. More voicemails to get to. We've got a really funny one uh, on deck. Um, Before we do that, shout out to prize picks. One of the sponsors of today's show. If you haven't heard about prize picks, NBA fans, you're missing out. It's daily fantasy made easy. I love it. And I know you will too. 
PrizePix has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. It offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as those bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. If you're a big IO fan, you can throw some money on what IO's going to do tomorrow night. Uh, mm. PrizePix offers any prop you can think of. And every person who downloads PrizePix and uses promo code NBA will receive a 100% instant match deposit up to $100. You sign up, you put $100 in your account, they're going to match it dollar for dollar up to $100. PrizePix mm. even allows mixed sports entries. So you can bet the over on, you know, Justin Fields rushing yards on Sunday and the under on, I don't know, you know, Luka Doncic assists. Bet the over. Uh, use the award-winning <laughs> app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. There's also always safe and reliable and fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code NBA to go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. With that, Big Dave, let us go to our next voicemail. This one comes to us from the 224. Yo, Matt. Big day, what's going on? What's It's Martin and T to the toe. What's going on? <laughs> hey man, we just here smoking a doobie, uh, talking bulls like we always do. You know what I mean? Like even when they suck, we were still, you know, loyal. And now that they're, you know, doing their thing, we, we, we every game we keep, we look forward to it. You know what I mean? But uh, anyways, we we we, we got uh, a hypothetical trade here. Yeah, we want to offer up. Uh, I mean. I mean, I I don't know if would would you guys think that the Timberwolves would phone up if we offer Booch, Pat Will, and Kobe White? Maybe 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 a pick maybe a pick for Cat. I think I think they'll do it. I don't see why not. I mean, like I don't know what's wrong with Booch. I think being the third option on the team is really affecting him. I don't know. I mean, it's too early to panic, and we know he's going to be all right. But you know, just in a worst case scenario, you know, is that is that something that they're gonna that they be that they be willing to listen to, or is there you know somebody out there that, that has has something better? But to me, that's a good package. That's a good yeah. package. Yeah, man, keep doing your thing, man. And uh, big Dave, big Dave, big Dave. <laughs> all right, Matt. Later. Who do you guys want? Get some. Sour cream and onion chips with some dip, man. Some beef jerky, some peanut butter. Get some Haagen-Dazs ice cream bars, a whole lot of hot. Make sure chocolate. Gotta have chocolate, man. Some popcorn, bread popcorn, graham crackers. Graham crackers is the marshmallows, the little marshmallows, and little chocolate bars. We'll make some s'mores, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, y'all. <laughs> also, celery, grape jelly. Uh, Captain Crunch with blue crunch berries. Pizzas. We need two big pizzas, man. Everything on them with water, whole lot of water, and onions. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. Anyone want anything else? Thanks for calling in, guys. Um, <laughs> all right, let's, let's start with this. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed that doobie. And I hope you did so responsibly. <laughs> it don't sound like they first rodeo, Matt. It sounds like not. they was had, yeah, they, they know what they're doing, bro. They trained professionals out here. Yes, I, I am not ashamed to admit that back in my youth, I was a big fan of, of the plan. <laughs> and I, and there were some years of my life that I sounded a lot like that. <laughs> they sound intelligent, though. Like they, they really uh, were breaking it down. So. Yeah, yeah, I so mean, if you sounded like that, good job. They, they sounded intelligent up until they suggested Kobe, <laughs> Kobe Pat, and maybe a pick for Carl Anthony Downs. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Clearly, that lets you know, though, at least they're smoking the good stuff, Dave. <laughs> oh, you are wow. <laughs> what? Listen, okay, well, let's break it down, dude. Um, let's break it down. So, Kobe White, Vooch, and Patrick Williams for Carl Anthony Towns. You don't make that trade um, yet for the Bulls. One reason is you just started early in this season. It's brand new. It's brand new. It's super early in this season. And like you all just said, uh, after you asked that trade, you all said you're not panicking. You know what I'm saying? You, you still know boost these time and everything like that. 
just give Vooch that time to, you know, do his thing. He is very, very important and serious uh, part of the team. So let's see what they've, they've made. Let's see. Let's let's eat the meal first. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's just took a little bite of the meal, Matt. And then they're like, mm, I don't think I like it. Like, let it marinate. You know what I'm saying? Eat some more. You know what I'm saying? Have some more food. There's plenty more sides and things to, to go through before you just throw it all out first. Um, second thing is Carl Anthony Towns, I think is going to you'll be able to get him a little in a little different way because it doesn't seem like he's long for being in Minnesota, Matt. It just doesn't seem like he wants to be there for the long, long haul in the long run. So he, he might be traded uh, before, you know, what I'm saying I believe he's a free agent in what, three, two, three years or something like that. Maybe two years, two more 20, seasons. 2024 is when he hits unrestricted okay. free agency. Yeah, so a couple more seasons that he's an unrestricted free agent and things like that. Let's see what happens around that time when in 2024 and see if they could pick him up that way. Uh, I don't think it's time to trade him yet or trade all these assets for him yet uh, because then you let's say you make a trade for Arkansas and Towns, you still you know don't have a power forward. You know what I'm saying? You still are lacking scoring off the bench because you just traded it away. So hold on to your yes that you got right now with Vooch, who is good, with Patrick Williams, who is healing, and who Matt and I think is going to be really good, and for Kobe White, who is also healing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let these guys do that first, and then let's see what we got with, with all that, and then we can come back and, and revisit all of this probably in another season. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you're just getting ahead of yourselves a little bit, Um Look, one of the things that I like about the Vooch contract is that it is de-escalating over the next couple of years as it mm. winds up. You know, we're going to pay him less next year than we did this year. Uh, and, and the same goes for the final year of his contract. So, meanwhile, Cat is on an escalating contract. He's making 31 and a half this year, 33.8 the year after that. And his final year of this five-year contract he's on right now, $36 million. Mm. So, that is is another wrinkle that complicates things for me and then even looking at it from from the t-wolves perspective are i mean are they that high on uh you know um why, why am i blanking on his name oh anthony edwards right now mm-hmm. that they are comfortable getting rid of cat and are they that high on kobe and patrick williams that mm-hmm. they are willing to take them uh you know an aging star like vooch to pair with Edwards and say, all right, this is our team now, especially when you think about the fact that we don't know what Kobe's going to look like in the next couple of months leading up to the trade deadline. And, you know, we talked about this recapping the Blazers loss, clearly still a player who doesn't look like himself. It might take a while. We've got another voicemail on deck talking about that, but you also are now just losing this entire season to evaluate the potential of Patrick Williams. So I think it's a hard package to even sell Minnesota to give up their franchise player. Mm. It's a great point. Um, I, to, to what you just said, Matt, I do think they're all in on Anthony Edwards personally. I think they are all in on him. And also just from hearing the way Carl Anthony Towns has spoken, I think he's out of Minnesota, but you're right though, Matt, like you wouldn't still wouldn't just give him up for, the assets uh, that the Bulls are trying to give to them yet, because it's still Carl Anthony Towns, man. You know what I'm saying? That dude is for real deal Holyfield. So we would come out winners on top of that trade anyway. But like I said, I'm not willing to make that trade yet. I'm just not. I'm not willing to make that trade yet. I still want to know what Vooch is, because obviously they had a plan. I want to know what Vooch is. I want to know what Kobe is. Let Kobe get healthy and let me see it. Let Patrick Williams get healthy. And let me see it. We saw flashes of Patrick Williams, and and that got me excited. Listen, the flashes alone are gonna last me until he gets back. You know what I'm saying? Like like those alone, I was like, yep, 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 more of that. Yep, I can wait. Okay, take your time. Okay, I can wait. But Vooch, I know is going to be okay. I I can't wait for that Vooch game, Matt, because I know it's coming. I can't wait for that game where he just dominates and takes over. I, I I'm so ready for that to happen, man. I, and I can't wait for it to come, man. But but yeah, guys, let just keep rolling with them. You know, you guys are rolling with it during the bad. Enjoy it while it's good, man. Don't try to make the moves yet, man. Just keep enjoying it like y'all enjoying that doobie. I was gonna say, enjoy it like you're enjoying that good, good herb. Uh, mm-hmm. thanks for calling it, guys. Come back, call back again sometime. All right, big Word. Dave. Moving on. Uh, I believe we have a first time caller. 
Uh, this is Kara from the 224. Hi, guys. This is Kara. Um, I've been a longtime listener. Big fan. Really excited about you guys. You guys do great work. Um, anyway, I just watched the Bulls lose to the 76ers for the second time. It was very sad. Um, but I think that the Bulls are – I think this is good for the Bulls. I think that they were peaking a little bit too early. I think that Vucevic needs to find his way. Um, the Bulls need to start Derek Jones Jr. instead of Javante Green. I think Javante Green is much better as a small usage energy guy at the bench. I think the Bulls desperately need Kobe White. I think that they are – going to struggle with Kobe White for a little bit, um, probably for the first two months, but I think maybe post-All-Star break, early March, maybe we'll get Patrick Williams back. That's very optimistic. Um, then I think they'll be great, and I think that's when they'll really hit the ground running, find their stride, and we'll see them as a four or five seed, but I think they're probably going to be 500 for a while, and I think that's better than peaking now. Anyway, love you guys. I think you guys should do some sort of live show so we can come meet you guys. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Thanks so much for entertaining me on my drive to work to the city all the time. Have a great day. All right, bye. Yes. Hey. <laughs> yes. First of all, yes. Everything she said. Yes. This is what we was. What, we, this is this is what we've been saying. Yes, thank you. First of all, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for enjoying us and listening to us on your ride to work. I'm glad we entertained you, but I'm glad um, you are basketball knowledgeable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that is exactly correct. Remember, Matt, when we sat here, or at least I remember I was sitting here talking to you about when Patrick Williams went down. Like who was the one that was going to be starting? And I was, and you were calling out Javante Green uh, intelligently and correctly. And I was like, it's got to be Derrick Jones Jr., right? Like, he seems like the logical choice to do it. Um, Javante's been solid, you know, in that starting role. Uh, but I still would like to see Derrick Jones Jr. with that lineup. I really would. But seeing how they're using him, Matt, as, you know, the five when they're running those uh, small ball lineups has been really fun to watch. Right. But I really do want to see, and 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 obviously it, it's been working. It's been a lot of success um, behind all that fun. It's been very successful. But I would like to see him at the four because he is a four. Like that's what he plays. So I want to see him at that position because he has shown, you know what I'm saying, not only to just be super athletic, but just to have a high basketball like you at the same time, knowing when to move, knowing when to get inside, uh, knowing when to make the right passes, um, knowing when to go up and steal a rebound. He, he is great at going and stealing rebounds and things like that. I would love to see him with that starting lineup with uh, Zach Levine, you know what I'm saying, and, and with Lonzo Ball. That's a real high-flying uh, starting five. I really would like to see that happen one day. So I agree with you. I'd like to see Derrick Jones Jr., even though Javante has been really, really awesome, and he's been high-flying as well also, man. But, you know, just for my basketball, my old school basketball sanity. I like the size matchup of with Derrick Jones Jr. at at the uh, four. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're just getting by playing Derrick at the five right now, just because you don't have Vooch, and then hopefully True. you can get back to playing Derrick some minutes at that four uh, because you know that guy clearly. And it's interesting, you know, we're coming off a game against Portland where, for whatever reason, when when Portland made their coaching change and got rid of Terry Stotts, like he fell out of that rotation entirely. And yeah, I didn't necessarily yeah. get it. And I think that Derek Jones Jr. has really made the most of his fresh start with the Bulls. And he wasn't necessarily getting a lot of run early on. And then Billy Donovan gave him a chance and he made the most of it. And now yeah. he seems like a like, you know, an unlosable piece that this Bulls <laughs> rotation has right now. But again, ideally, you get him back into a position where he's more naturally suited. And in the meantime, without Vooch, you learned, hey, we can play this like, you know, Hamptons-esque lineup with Derek Jones mm. Jr. at the five. And that's a pretty mm. fun thing that Billy Donovan could throw at people on, on a certain night when he feels like it based on matchups. So it's all good things. Uh, appreciate the call, Kara. And by the way, um, we're still uh, ironing out some details, but to your suggestion about some kind of live show, Big Dave, it sounds like a lot of the people in the, in the Bulls podcast network might be getting together and doing a show from a Windy City Bulls game next month. 
Yeah, I'm, I've been hearing rumblings. I've been hearing rumblings about this, about that going down. Um, just a bunch of uh, Bulls uh, podcasters and cool people getting together. Uh, I don't know if if Matt will be there because that means C Red cool. Fred will be there. Cool people so, and Fred. So yeah, I, that's, that's going to be tough. And as I always say, whenever Matt and Fred get together, that means I have to play security. And so I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But it's it's in it's being talked about. It's in the works. Uh, if it goes down, Kara, we will absolutely let you know. Uh, yes, we would love to meet all of you. We love to meet you, uh, all the fans who who want to meet us. We love to see it. Like I tell people, Matt all the time, I am a people person. That's why I like doing these shows. I, I like meeting people and saying hello and laughing and talking with you all. So yeah, yeah when we, if we if that goes down at the Windy City Bulls uh, Stadium, we yeah definitely come out and we will definitely let you all know for sure. Honestly, locked on uh, hanging out with our locked on Bulls faithful at the UC for that Joakim night oh, was man. like even more fun than the game. Man, it was so fun. Dog. It was so much fun just meeting people who who really like the show it's still mind-blowing to me you know what i'm saying like people just listen that you know and they enjoy it and they like it and they like yeah more <laughs> like yeah. okay sure more. <laughs> more. Uh, speaking of more we got more voicemails on deck for you but before that big dave if any of our uh listeners out there are feeling a little hungry a little hangry right now Mm-hmm. I know that you can point them in the direction of a place to get some delicious protein bars that taste like candy bars. Oh, Matt, you know what? I was just reading about Zach Guilford, and he has a new show that he's going to be doing soon. And I know when he's on set, he's going to be hungry. And I know one <laughs> thing that he cannot wait to have, and he must have it, is built bars. He's got to have them, baby. You want to munch them and you want to enjoy them. You know why he wants them so bad? Not only because they're delicious, not only because they're tasty, not only because they're covered in 100% real chocolate, but because they are low calorie. They are low carb. They are low fat and they are high protein. All right. Most built bars are only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Why would you not eat this? It is delicious. And also, and my man, Matt, please tell them that of that flavor of the month that built bar has up on their site right now. What is it? Coconut brownie chunk. The coconut brownie chunk clusters on top of the bar. Oh my God. They're delicious. Oh my God, who doesn't want this? You're a human being, so of course you want this and you can have it. And you know what you need to do to go get it? Just go to built.com and go get you some. And But because we love you, how about you go ahead and take yourself 15% off of your order by using the code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order at built.com. Dot com. They even do a Built Bar Black Friday, y'all. So mark your calendars because there will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Built Bar is going to do it big and they're going to do it just for y'all. Built Bar! Get Zach Galford some! I said Galford. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Zach, if you're listening, please forgive Dave. <laughs> Gilford, Gilford. I love Daniel Gafford, so I just yeah, you know, that that's what it is. That you're yeah. always just thinking one of your one of your brain neurons is always focused on Daniel yes. Gafford. Yeah. That's why. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's twenty and nine the other day, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. This next voicemail comes to us from the six three zero. Hey Matt, hey Big Dave, this is Maharshi. It's been a long time since I've called. Um, checked in. Just FYI, uh, you guys' description still says Jordan Malley on there uh, as one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Uh, but second off, um, I've listened to your guys' most recent podcast and a lot of talk about, you know, upgrading with our our, uh, our fourth, fourth spot there with uh, Devonta Green. And um, I'm just trying to understand why everyone's kind of, you know, making making so much out of it if, if it's working out so well. We're, we're doing so well with Devonta and... I, I, he plays. He plays a lot bigger than you know most of these other forwards. Sometimes, um, I mean, you guys have seen what he he did to Larry Barkett, Um and uh, you know he actually did decently well against uh, Kristaps, um, at least in the beginning of the game that I got to watch. Um, so I'm just trying to get you know trying to get why everyone's making such a big deal out of it. Why why try to break something uh, or fix something that's not broken? 
it's, it's working out. So, yeah. Um, and then second off, if you did switch uh, mm-hmm. Derek Jones Jr. to the fourth spot for the uh, power forward opposition there, I am actually kind of curious to see how uh, Alex Russo and Delonte Green would do together uh, off the bench because they both uh, cost so much havoc. Um Yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks, guys. Bye-bye. All right, thanks for the call. Uh, so, Dave, this this call came to us while Javante was still in that starting lineup, and mm-hmm. now we have seen that shift, and it's not Derek Jones Jr. who has been inserted at power forward, but putting Alex Caruso in there for a very small lineup and Bradley replacing Vooch as the starting center. Um, I, like, I understand that a lot of Bulls fans like what they see from Javante Green, and, like, how can you, you know, how can you not – He's not mm-hmm. going to stuff the stat sheet every night, but the work he does, you know, out rebounding compared to his size, as our caller just now brought up, and the athleticism he provides in transit. Oh my God. Okay. So we already did our episode breaking down the Bulls' loss to the Blazers, but we did not, there was a lot in that game to cover. We did not talk about the Javante almost killed a guy moment. <laughs> <laughs> when and honestly and it was the and it was the best and maybe only good moment I saw from Kobe White in that game was his in transition bounce pass to a cutting Javante Green who leapt through the air like a freaking firebolt and if he converted on that dunk number 1 play on sports center that night and yep. twitter might have exploded absolutely true man um I like how we're talking about this because because it you know what is good about this conversation, Matt? It's 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 um first world problems. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this isn't like like what do I start Javante Green because he's been awesome, or do I start Derrick Jones Jr. because he's been awesome? You know what I'm saying? Like both of these guys have been really good for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, for me, yeah, I, you're right though. Like Javante has really been really really excellent. Uh, why change something that has been broke? Because Billy Donovan isn't beholden to lineups. And the only people that have to start are DeRozan and uh, Zach Levine and Lonzo Ball and Vooch. Now, once one of those guys go out, then everything kind of changes. You know what I'm saying? Lineups are about, you know, matchups, who we're playing against and who they're going to go against that night. That's why you now see Alex Caruso in that starting lineup. He feels like that's a better matchup for this team who needs more punch defensively and not just more, not just the, the, uh, athleticism and the and the uh, uh, the irritant ability that Javante Green provides, but they also need somebody who can ball handle. You know what I'm saying? Because they want to run that three four guard lineup. They also need somebody you know who can flash as far as you know getting those rebounds, along with the athleticism and all those other things on top of that. So that's why you kind of see him in that starting lineup providing that energy. And Javante has been awesome coming off the bench. So what we've learned is Javante is going to be awesome whether he's starting or whether he's coming off the bench and whatever position you put him in, he's going to be successful at for the Chicago Bulls. So I don't have a problem with him starting uh, right now being that Band-Aid. Uh, he's, he's been doing a solid job. But I'm just saying I do want to see Derrick Jones Jr. in that starting role because I just haven't seen it yet, and I just want to see what it looks like. That's all. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and, and look, I think – you know, when, when it comes to, like you said, band-aids starting Javante for a while is fine, but it's not ideal. Javante right. is an amazing player to bring off your bench. And I think Absolutely. that that is the role that suits him best. So mm-hmm. let him do that. And Caruso, you know, uh, has not been shooting all that well so far this season, but even with that, in, in that game against Portland on Wednesday night, he was one assist shy of a triple-double. Like, Javante <laughs> Green's not giving you that. Just plain and simple, he's not giving you that. So, until Vooch gets back, I'm with you. Let Billy continue to tinker and figure out what works best. Mm-hmm. And then, once Vooch does come back, maybe we'll see Billy kind of, you know, finalize a rotation that will yeah. have certain certain adjustments, you know, on any given night based on matchups, like you said. But... Everybody know your role and play that role. Um, appreciate the call. Moving on, uh, two more to get to. Another 630 area code, but 
It's just the phone number. It's actually Andrew calling from the West Loop. That ain't 630. <laughs> Andrew, take it away. Hey, Matt and Dave, this is Andrew from West Loop with a bold thought. I want to, for now, put to rest this Kobe White, get rid of Kobe White idea for front court help. Um, and the main reason is Zach Levine insurance. If you've had this injury that Zach, that Zach has now, if you know, you know. You see a lot of people saying, oh, we'll wait, see if it heals up. Will Purdue on post game set it right? This doesn't get better. Not without extended rest. And in fact, he's actually risking worse injury. I've had a grade two tear. I think Zach has a grade one. If that gets rough, if that gets moved to a grade two, say someone hits the ball out of his hands awkwardly, I, he's out for the year. He's getting a screw in his thumb. So that brings me back to Kobe. He at least keeps us feisty as a regular season team. We need that scoring punch. And even if a front court player raises our ceiling by a little bit, you risk the bottom falling out if a Zach Levine uh, uh, injury occurs. So in any case, I think we keep Kobe. Stop it. Keep up the good work, guys. Love your analysis. And, yeah, next time you're at the UC holding court, we'd love to stop by for a beer. Take care. Thanks for the call, Andrew. Um, All right, first and foremost, I'm going to ignore that part of your call where you were insinuating, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you do that. Don't you do it. Do it. Uh Uh-uh. Don't you do it. Mm -mm. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Shut shut your your mouth. And so to me, it's not it, it like keeping Kobe is not even about Zach insurance because I don't want to talk about that. Even though we know he's playing through this, you know, ligament tear in his left thumb, his non-shooting thumb, and he looked to be bothered by it, you know, for a while. Maybe he is still bothered by it by a bit. Look at Zach's shooting numbers over like the last three or four games. He's yeah. already pulled himself out of that little mini shooting slump. Like yeah. his his shooting over like Zach's on fire. Yeah. And he's playing through the the minor nagging thumb injury. I think you and I are on the same base that we're okay with that for now because Zach and his team is trying to stack up W's. And if he thinks yeah. he can play through it, then you trust his judgment and you trust the judgment of the Bulls medical staff. Yeah. That's not right, what man. it's about when it comes to Kobe. And we talked a little bit about this in the Blazers' recap. People need and, and we agree with our caller Andrew here on, on this. People need to shut up about trading Kobe because they don't like what they've seen from him in a collective 20 minutes spanning two games <laughs> coming back from a significant shoulder injury. That's yeah. the part that's crazy. That part is really, really wild. Um, just as just, you know what, if it was, um, I don't know, a sprained ankle and he came back in, in two games, you're like, he's just not looking right and anything. I'm like, Oh, you know what? Yeah. Let's, let's look into it a little bit. I'm not, I wouldn't be concerned or anything like that, but I'd be like, Okay, I, I can hear what you're saying. You're a little worried. You know, this man had surgery on his shoulder. All right, like he had surgery. He couldn't play. He did not play. He did not have an off season. So what you're seeing now is a guy who's having his off season. Honestly, this is what you're looking at: figuring out, getting reacclimated to the game of basketball. That's what's going on. And then we talked about this on the show, Matt. Like everything's brand new. It's all new to him right now. Who's who? Who he know out there? His his boy Patrick Williams ain't even out there. Mm-mm. Like his everything is brand new to him. He doesn't he knows even recognize Zach. himself. Right. right. <laughs> He's like, oh man, I did do that, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all brand his new. Balance to him. his equilibrium. Everything's yeah. thrown off. Come on, man. He's trying to figure things out right now. So I think, of course, I think he'll pull himself out of that because he's an NBA player. NBA players have to figure these things out and he'll figure it out and he'll get better. And again, he's on a minutes restriction. He's not out there just playing. He's on a minute restriction. So we'll see what it looks like after that. Uh, Like Matt said, we're not even paying attention to what you put out there first and foremost out there. But I do know Zach's um, thumb is looking better. It has gotten better from what we saw, you know what I'm saying, earlier on when he was just – what just was obvious that he was in serious pain and things like that. No, his shooting is shooting and all these other things. Like, it looks like he's – it's getting better for him. It looks like it's getting better and his, and his thumb is healing. And it's going to take some more weeks for it to, you know, be properly healed and things like that. But I promise you, if Zach couldn't play, he wouldn't play. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we saw him, like – we know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Zach is a tough dude, and the Bulls are not just going to put him out there. 
to play if he's going to, you know what I'm saying, if it's going to be risking serious, serious, serious straight up injury to himself or being detriment or harm to himself. They're not going to do that. So Zach is going to be fine. Um, as far as the insurance, I'm like Matt said, not concerned about that. I just want Kobe to get back to just being Kobe, just hitting those right. wide open, wide open buckets, you know what I'm saying, and playing his game. And what I want guys, and the final thing I want to say on this, what I want guys to look at with Kobe is what he's doing outside of the shooting on the court. Because I've been impressed with what he's doing in these two games outside of the shooting. The things we used to complain about, Matt, also we were like, oh, man, Kobe cannot play defense. Then people used to say, like, just know he's a shooter. That's it. That's it. We don't, we don't want him doing this. We don't want him doing that. He's been playing defense. He's been pretty solid playing defense, guys. He's been solid. He's been playing it, Matt. Matt, I'm not saying he's Caruso. You and I might be a little, little separated on that one, buddy. What? He's. I'm not saying this dude's Caruso. <laughs> like I'm not saying that or nothing. Like, but he is playing defense. He's not looking lost out there. He's not. He's not looking lost. He's not looking as terrible or anything like that. He looks solid to me in those two games. But what? What are you seeing? What are you seeing that's different? No, I mean, I nothing. I. I it, but again, it's such a small sample size. He's trying to work his way back into a rotation that Donovan kind of already had set, even even with the absence of Vooch. Billy Donovan figured out who's playing for him and who's not playing for him. And all of a sudden, he has mm-hmm. one more player that he's got to find minutes for, and he's got to find a role for. Clearly, through two games and minimal minutes, Kobe's still searching for that role. What I, what I would like, and I said the same thing to, to Lawrence uh, on Thursday on 670, is that like, because he was talking about Kobe too, and he was talking about what you were just talking about. I want to see the other things Kobe could do on the floor. Personally, I want to see Kobe do what Kobe is comfortable with and start there. And that's things that the Bulls need. That's scoring off the bench, especially three volume three-point shooting. That's what they need, and that's what he can provide. So let's start there. That's how I feel about it. And no, I don't necessarily see any like improvement in Kobe's defense through these first two games with, with, oh, with how dare minimal you. minutes. Um, Kobe White, first team all defense. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> apparently, apparently our callers from a, from a little while ago managed to pass that doobie through the internet <laughs> to Big Dave. There's a dude sitting in the bushes, man. Does he have a gun? I don't know, man. I don't know. What? What? Red team go. Red team go. It's just some weird shit, man. Uh, <laughs> um, but let, let me say this. Again, I agree with Andrew. I, I think we should make a rule right here, right now. No one talk about trading Kobe until after Christmas. Yeah. Give, give, the, give the man a month yeah. to show us if he can find his way back into this game and find a meaningful role on this team before you demand his being traded. It's Seriously. dumb. It's stupid. And anybody talking to me about a Kobe White trade between now and Christmas, I will ignore you, if not make fun of you. <laughs> He'll make fun of you. He won't ignore you. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right, Big Dave. We have reached our final voicemail of the episode. Okay. Bring us home. It's our guy, J Mall, from the beautiful, the incomparable, the irreplaceable Gary, Indiana. What's up, Matt? What's up, Big Dave? I swear at this point, I think I'm calling you guys more than I call my own mom and dad, uh, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was watching the, the Warriors versus the Nets game last night, and something clicked in me. When we got blown out by the Warriors on Friday, did you guys notice that Steve Kerr kept Steph Curry in the game in the fourth quarter, despite the fact that we were getting blown out by them? The consensus for the Warriors has always been, you know, they keep staying the game until halftime. They blow you out in the third quarter, and by the fourth quarter, Steph Curry is on the bench rest. But Steve Perry didn't do that. He let Steph Curry go in there and, you know, continue to do what he did and everything um, and blew us out. So when I watched that game, I was like, why the, why the hell ain't Steph Curry out the game yet? You know, it's already, you know, we pretty much, you know, it's been blowing us out, so it's pretty much over, but he's still in the game. I thought about it, but then I was like, yeah, it's probably nothing. And then I saw the next game last night, and it did, they did it again, where despite the fact that they were blowing the Nets out, it, uh, it, uh, uh, Steph Curry was still in the game. And it brought to my attention, not to make this about the Warriors, but the Warriors are out here on a mission. And they're really trying to, you know, show the league how good of a team they are. But as a Bulls fan, I take it as a bit of a compliment because I think that they look at the Bulls as a threat. Like, how y'all said we put the league on notice by beating the Lakers, I think the Warriors were already on notice to us and took a notice that, okay, this team 
it's going to be some trouble. They they haven't gotten everything together, but their defense is really good, the offense is really good, and they're still missing players, and they haven't got that click yet. So we need to rise in a certain dominance over them right now. And that's why he kept Steph Curry in that game so late. Let me know what you guys think, because I think that's another sign that the Bulls are getting a little bit more respect around the league. Maybe not from the officials, because they don't want to give us a fucking call uh, and things like that, or by the media itself. But at least the teams are starting to recognize, okay, the Bulls got a nice sort of squad over there. And we need to take them a lot more serious than we have in the past. So let me know what you guys think. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Thanks for checking in, J-Ball. Always good to hear from you, yeah. buddy. Um, sure. Let's start with this. Uh, and this goes also to our first caller who called us four times in one day. Call your parents. Call your parents more frequently than you call us. And tell him you love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what he said. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> and, you know, and like sometimes you can give yourself good advice because, you know, I probably don't call my mom as often as I should. My dad, like, does, like, my, like, I could not talk to my dad for a month. And, you know, my mom would be like, oh, I haven't heard from that. But I'd be like, hey, he's fine. My mom, it's like, <laughs> you know, several texts, several emails a day call yeah. once a week and i still yeah. feel guilty that i don't talk to her enough. <laughs> that's moms man moms that do that stuff to you man Mom's shout out way. ma love you ma way, i understand trust me i understand <laughs> shout what, out do, what do you what do you uh, what do you think though about jamal's point about maybe some teams i, I don't know if like like fearing the bulls is the right word the right phrase a little bit right. more than like you know, I, I don't necessarily think that the way that the Warriors reported on that they were concerned that the Bulls were going to like stage some ferocious, like last minute comeback. At the same time, yeah. maybe Steve Kerr saw what the Bulls did to the Celtics a couple of weeks ago and was like, I'm not I'm not taking any chances here. I don't think I didn't. First of all, that's a great way to look at it. Let me say that because I didn't even look at it that way. That's an excellent way to look at it. But to what you just said, Matt, I don't think that it was he was worried about them coming back i think it was more so let me keep my foot on their neck kind of right, thing right and that is respect right <laughs> like honestly the Bulls that, did the that same thing respect. to the lakers on monday yeah like zach Correct. levine was in that game late yep. against the lakers yep. so was lonzo lonzo was in there with about what three minutes left right, right? lonzo yeah. was still in the game so like it's it's a putting your foot on the neck of a team because you have respect for them this, there's a difference if you're playing the Houston Rockets and and you still got those guys in the game like that and you're up 30 or 25, whatever you're up by. But it's different when you're playing a, a team that, you know, might have playoff aspirations or even, you know, longer playoff aspirations going deeper into playoffs like that. That's a great way to look at it, though, Ma. Like, I, I didn't look at it in that in that way. And you're right, because now I'm thinking about the Nets game like, and I kept saying, why is he in the game for the Nets? And I said that, too. Like, why is he in the game? Like, Steph Curry should be out the game. This game should be over by now. And, yeah, and, and then <laughs> in classic Steph Curry, when he's leaving the game, he just throws up the ball and it goes in. And he right. goes off and, and leaves on the bench because he's Steph Curry. But him being in the game that long for the Bulls, you're right. I, I kind of look at it now as, as respect. Like, he, it, it wasn't to get a, 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 a record like you know the jackie moon game right it wasn't to get a record or anything like that it was just oh man i'm steph curry let me keep my foot on their neck because this bulls team kind of has something here so yeah that might be i can't i can't wait to play them again because they're going to be full of full i don't i think they'll be a full team by the time we play them again as far as like clay thompson and all them uh being there uh to play and everything like that so if Hopefully, when he's in again in the fourth quarter, it's because the Bulls are up by six, you know what I'm saying, or something like that. So he's got to be in the game and things like that. But that's a great way to look at it, Maul. And, and I didn't look at it like that, man. I appreciate you changing my perspective on that, for real. Yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, at the very least, it's safe to say that the Bulls are no longer a team that other teams around the league will see the Bulls up on their schedule the night before or that morning at shoot around and be like, ah, cupcake. You know, like that the Bulls had that label for several seasons and um, even, even then, like weren't even a good enough team to take advantage of that. Like I, I, the Bulls didn't really get any of those trap game wins as the team that was doing the trapping because they were right. that bad. 
But now they're all all the way on the other side of the spectrum, which is not only can we not take this team lightly, but like, holy crap, the Bulls are good and we got to bring our best effort tonight. And maybe sometimes this season, as it's progressed, you've seen teams kind of lollygag through the first half against the Bulls and then look up and they're like, oh, crap, we're down double digits. I guess we have to play like the Blazers. Um you know, kind of did that on, on Wednesday. In in the first half, the Blazers were sleepwalking through that game. They looked up. They were down 20. So the Bulls are not a team that anybody out there can take lightly anymore, whether it's leaving your key players in late in the game, even if you're up on the Bulls, or or just, you know, coming at them before tip-off with a much more serious approach. That's the category of teams the Bulls are in now, and I don't think anybody should be upset about that. That's what we want, right? No. Yeah, that's exactly where you want to be. You want you want to be in the room where it happens, the room where it happens, the room where it happens. God, I miss Broadway. <laughs> yes, that's, uh, it's good, man. It's good. The Bulls Broad, are good. Broadway, almost as good as Gary, Indiana. Hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he almost got out of here. He had to get one in. <laughs> uh, that's it for today. That's it for the week. Thanks to everybody who called in and shared your Bulls thoughts with us. Uh, we love and appreciate all of you guys. If you want to be a part of the show, either on these voicemail episodes or in text, the email form, you can hit us up on that hotline 331-979-1369 is the number. You can also email us, lockedupbulls at gmail.com. And we're always there to say what's up to on Twitter. I'm at Bulls underscore Peck. Big Dave is at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. And we are at Locked on Bulls. Until next week, go Bulls. Hopefully we're talking about a little start to a new winning streak. If we can Mm -hmm. manage to finish the road trip with a win over the Nuggets and then beat the Knicks on Sunday. Revenge time! Revenge! Revenge! Don't give no bobblehead night. Revenge! All right, I'm going to go cry. Uh, (laughs) I'm in a glass case of emotion. For Big Dave, I'm Matt. Thanks for everything you do for us, Bulls Nation. We love you. Until next week, see Red be good. Peace out.